Press C to cancel. because, as normally, I had stellar researching done for this episode. I had a list of ten names. Toilet. Ten, okay, I had two. <laughs> I had ten. Like, some of them are a little on the sillier side. Some of them are, like, dead serious. So I wanted to be all over the board and ready for whatever we were doing. Well, I got Pac-Man and Mega Man. So. Ah, you fucker! No, fuck you, Mr. I got ten choices. I got two. I had two. Pac-Man on my list, too. Were you going to make the joke that he always flaps his mouth and never shuts up? No, I was going to say, you know, he actually, he takes care of his family. He's got kids and everything in the family business. <laughs> All right, we'll save, save that he's, for next week. We'll he's got, next he's week. got the serious dad bod with as much as he eats. He's still only a circle. <laughs> I was just going to say he's constantly flapping his mouth. But hey, at least he can take the time to clean up the house. And every so often... <laughs> He chases the vermin out. Oh, yeah. But a bit of a drug problem, you know. Popping pills from time to time. Yeah. Don't we all? What kind of right, drugs I got to be on so I can see ghosts? Are you recording? Of course. Okay, I say that uh, my son, my four-year-old son, uh, actually he'll be five next month, but he's gotten really into Luigi Mansion or Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Nintendo Switch. Or as he says, Ouija Mansion free for the Tindo Switch. <laughs> and of course, uh, it's Nintendo, so nothing it. is free. He's four, because right? He, he, he right. Uh, yeah, he goes around uh, collecting or sucking ghosts or ghostesses. He says ghostesses like I used to say breastesses, <laughs> and I don't have the heart to correct him because nobody had the heart to correct me. <laughs> Well, and they couldn't be any more different because you can actually grope a breast. You can't touch ghosts. Can't touch these. Oh my God, MC Hammer, if you're if you're listening, what, I actually I have nothing to say to MC Hammer. <laughs> I enjoyed Notable the cartoon. Listener, Press B. I, I enjoyed the Hammerman cartoon. Yeah, like he he did good work. <laughs> you well, hold on. You enjoyed the, that cartoon was trash. Well, the animation I mean, was, was terrible. The animation was terrible, but the car, the concept was silly enough. Okay, well, if if that's the premise for you know enjoyable, a silly premise, then I completely misunderstood the point to everything MC Hammer did. I think I preferred Bill and Ted and Little Shop, but Little Shop was a little hard to take because I also liked the movie and the cartoon was not horror at all. Wait, yeah, hold but- on. Same There's thing a with, cartoon, uh, Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah. Yeah. It's a feel-good <laughs> romp. I Hold think on. the cartoon was... I think they just called it Little Shop. Well, yeah, because you can't have something called Horrors on Saturday morning on Fox Kids. But I, they might have had Horrors in the theme song. Now I think about it. I'm just watching the intro. This is terrifying. This cartoon. <laughs> the plants are singing, but they're all alive. Did you guys know Ghostbusters was a comedy? I had heard. Yeah, well, 
Comedy. I watched the cartoon as a kid, and I had seen Ghostbusters 2 and did not realize it was a comedy because I was just so freaked out by Vigo the Carpathian. I he didn't realize freaking. it was a comedy until I rewatched it as an adult and almost died laughing. For me, the cartoon of Ghostbusters, the one episode with the Sandman who mm-hmm. would go through the doors in this weird dimension and come out and haunt kids when they slept... That's one of like the three things that gave me nightmares as a child. The Ghostbusters cartoon of Sandman. That thing was creepy. Ghostbusters cartoon of Sandman? Yeah, there's a Sandman episode. I think it was a, he was called a Sandman, but it's definitely like a, he would come out through the closets of kids' rooms, I think it was. And that was the episode. Some of that just freaked me out. I never had a closet as a child. You know, we don't have those up in Canada. We just have one giant igloo, which we split with the family. But had I a closet, that that's was my fear. I wish if they were going to make a cartoon for kids out of Little Shop, I wish they would have done one for M. Night Shyamalan's Signs. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that. I okay. Well, I know we're not having a discussion about movies, but I came away from watching Signs, thinking that was that was one of the most memorable experiences in a theater. Or cinema, if you are familiar with the metric system, that I've ever had. <laughs> and I never bought the movie. I just think about it constantly. The reason I tell you this is because what you were saying about your big fear. I can leave any room in my basement, and immediately I think about the, the aliens from Signs, and I have to run up the stairs because I, I just know for a fact they're right behind me. And if they would have made that into a Saturday morning cartoon, I'd watch it. Knowing M. Night Shyamalan, they would have brought in characters from other M. Night Shyamalan movies, and I would have loved that even more. See, if they did that, other 80s cartoons used to have the disclaimer sometime mm-hmm. in the episode, you know, winners don't do drugs, or whatever. Winners cautiously walk upstairs. That would be in the cartoon. Stair awareness in the cartoons. <laughs> it's very important. That's how it happens, dude. Going back to the the Ghostbusters creeping you out, I think the one that always got me was the one where Egon became a ghost. Oh, from the cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. Which, there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out either this year or next. Next. And of course, the, the, okay, the actor, the brilliant actor, director who played Egon Spangler in the live action um, has passed away. Yeah, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, yeah. And I remember having a conversation with my wife because we are both huge Ghostbusters fans. Like, that's one of the first things we bonded over as a couple was our love for Ghostbusters. And um, I remember thinking, would it be awesome or disrespectful if uh, they brought Egon back as a cameoed ghost? And honestly, I think he would love it. Now, I don't know Harold Ramis personally, but I imagine, knowing his type of humor, that he would be okay with being somewhere in there, either as a, an Easter egg or a cameo, or even just like a, 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 a tender little you know moment. I think, I, I, I don't know, I can't speak for him, but I like to think that he would be okay with showing up in the new Ghostbusters. I can kind of see that, that's part of the premise too. of the movie. Yeah. Based on, you know, interviews I've seen with the guy and stuff like that, he... 
he always played deadpan, but his mentality wasn't as such. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, look at his body of work. Yeah, you know, stripes uh, specifically. If I remember, I, I loved stripes. Yeah, wasn't he in Second City? I think he was, wasn't he? I I believe so. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, see, that's a Canadian thing. Hold on, let me check my mind palace. No, no, no. I, uh, I, Second I, City is a Chicagoan thing. Right, I but never the TV got to show see was very the TV common. show SCTV until I was in my 20s. Uh, yeah. It was during a period where I would stay up until like <laughs> 4 or 5 in the morning. And so like 2 or 3 in the morning, SCTV would come on, and there'd be like a two-hour block of it on, I don't even remember what channel anymore, but I would be like, oh, hell yes. And I was into it. Yeah, that improv style comedy and all the great Canadian comedians were on that show, right? From John Candy to Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy. They're all from that show. Yeah. And like even today, most people who worked at Second City, the improv theater, are all over comedy nowadays, right? Like Wait, Eugene Cookie. Levy and Catherine, they're, they're all Canadians? Yeah. They're all Canadians. Yeah. No, no, no. But... <laughs> And, and like all Canadian stars, they left. <laughs> I bought all those movies. Well, they came to America to work here because the dollar's worth more. Well, that's right. Comedy is just funnier <laughs> in the U.S. It's, it's the inflation. <laughs> I, that's the thing. So many things, like Hollywood-wise, are not in America when they're filmed, but they're passed off as being... Okay, here's what I'm thinking of. Smallville, the origin story very loosely based on the Superman mythos shot in, I want to say, Vancouver. Smallville, of course, Kansas, the city which Smallville is based off of. I live an hour away from. My older brother was born there. It's called Hutchinson, Kansas. We're dead in the middle of the state. No mountains anywhere. But guess what you can see through most of Smallville? (laughs) Mountains. And I just... uh, It stings. Well, Supernatural does that, too. They... Filmed. That's right. That was supposed to be Lawrence, Kansas, where I lived for a good number of years. Well, it's supposed to be all over the United States. Yeah, generally Kansas or surrounding states, but they, they go all over. And it's all yeah. filmed in Vancouver. And in that one episode where they break the fourth wall and come to what's supposed to be our reality where Supernatural is a TV show. I remember that's a great episode. They were I think they were they said something about Vancouver doesn't even look like Vancouver. <laughs> Well, what they but have yeah, to do those, is they have to dirty are... the streets, right? Like, they right. did that in Toronto. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Kung Fu, The Legend Continues. I used to love that show. And I don't think I I think it used to take place, really, Quad Chain Kane and his son. And it has roots to the old old Western show, or Kung Fu Western. But it's great. But it takes place in Toronto, and you see, like, the occasional Toronto streetcar come by, or you see the mailboxes in shots. Meanwhile, they're pretending it's New York City or some such. I mean, so they have to go out of the way to find the dirty streets to kind of match what New York was back then. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, the Incredible Hulk movie they did with Edward Norton was supposed to be set, like, the big fight at the end, I think, in the Bronx. And that's very clearly Canadian. Oh, yeah, I can totally believe it. Well, and I remember because Abomination, the big monster he's fighting... Uh, is he destroys a bunch of uh, police cars and immediately says, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I was believing everything in this cinematic universe until just now. So, Really, that's why that movie failed in theaters. 
Yeah, I wonder, now that we're talking about it, like, Gravity with Sandra Bullock, I bet they didn't film that in space. <laughs> that was a hard movie to watch. The the silence for the that just prevailed in that movie. Not that it was a bad did, movie, uh, and not that I didn't enjoy it. It was. It was a bad movie. It was it was a weird movie. Okay. It was, and it was I Love Lucy. <laughs> no no no, hear me out. In it's space. not a comedy, but oh man, that went bad. Oh shit, that just went really bad and everything continues to go bad from there. Oh, as soon as and you said I, every, love Lucy, I Love Lucy, I immediately likened it to okay. the, the the chocolate <laughs> Right. The the chocolate factory. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, that's that's and there's two schools of thought about Sandra Bullock movies. Don't ever travel with Sandra Bullock, quoting Gravity, <laughs> quoting Speed, quoting uh, Bird Box or whatever the hell that was called. Speed I didn't see two. that one. So there's a school of thought that says don't travel with Sandra Bullock. There's the opposing school of thought that says, but she always got where she was going. This is true, but if you include you her role in uh, the George Lopez show, she was in the she was a ma- she was the executive producer of that show. So she had was a recurring really? role. Yeah. Um, she had a recurring role where her character was a huge klutz and she was always injured. <laughs> How old was that show? I didn't think she was on that. Yeah, it was uh, late 90s, early 2000s, I believe. Was it actually Sandra Bullock or was it like one of those no, it was B- Sandra Bullock. movie star like Sandra Bullock? No, it was it was <laughs> like her. SAU. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. I I'm not as super familiar with her. I remember, you know, Gravity because I didn't care for it, but I honestly think that's the last thing I saw. I liked her in Speed because also Keanu, but she was great. Like I don't want to I don't want to take away from her talent by comparing her to her co-stars because she was great in Speed. Um, Miss Congeniality, I adored. I thought that was probably a highlight of her career for me personally. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like she's always been incredibly talented. But not ballsy enough to do what Julia Roberts does in taking film roles. Does that make sense? I can see that. Julia Roberts, if she likes something, she's going to do it. I feel like Sandra Bullock's like, oh, geez, I don't know. Let's play it safe and not do it. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the last movie I've seen with Sandra Bullock in it. And it's actually been a while. I think, is it The Blind Side, the football movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one. I think the last one I might have seen was uh, Heat. The Heat with uh, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, yeah. That was not Again, another... a bad movie. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I wasn't mad that I saw it, you know? Was that... Okay, because I didn't see it. Here's Here's my question for you with that. I love Melissa McCarthy. Was it just a bunch of fat jokes? No, but it was... Okay. It, I mean, it was basically a buddy cop movie. It yeah. was well, like every buddy cop, cop movie ever made. It was, you know, there you there's the straight-laced one who's really uptight and does everything by the book, and then there's the slovenly one who's crazy and willing to do whatever it takes, and they sort of meet in the middle sometimes, but they neither of them enjoys it, you know? Yeah, so it's Turner and Hooch, but with people. Yeah, it's... <laughs> well, you can't call Melissa McCarthy Hooch, or are you calling... Sandra Bullock. Look, I think the the fact that you assume that's who I meant says more about you than it does about me. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Well, no, no, no. no. When fair. you when you talk about Turner and Hooch, which one was more charming though, Tom or Hooch? Hey, Tom Hanks is delightful. He is always oh, the but, most charming. But Hooch screen. is too. 
which by the way, you could tell me Tom Hanks is Canadian and I, I would have been like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm bummed that he's not American, but I could see that. I think he is, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a delight. And Tom Hanks, anybody we've mentioned today, Vigo the Carpathian, if you're listening, big fans. Here's my issue with, with Melissa McCarthy, because she is hilarious, like truly hilarious. But her funniest stuff has nothing to do with obesity or being overweight. And that show that she was on, Mike and Molly, I couldn't stand it because all they did was talk about fat jokes and make fat jokes. And I'm like, come on, girl, you guys, in fact, the entire cast was better than the jokes that they wrote because it was a premise centered around, oh, we're fat. Let's make fun of that. And I, I get it can be funny, absolutely, but I don't know how many seasons there was of I that say show. seven, six or seven. How the that's... fuck did that go on for that long? <laughs> make two episodes about being fat. And that's it. Like, move on. Come up with better stuff. Because yeah. it's, it's out there. And she's genius. It she, wasn't she even just better. that. Like, it was Mike and Molly got all the fat jokes. The sister got all the sex jokes, the slut jokes. The mom got all the alcoholic jokes. And that was, like, repeated every episode. There was always at least one of those for everybody. And I was like, this is a bit of a crutch at this point. There was There was decent content in that show. But then they always relied on those crutches. And I, I don't understand why they did that. But that's sitcoms. Yeah. Well, right? but not all sitcoms. Like, I get your premise, you know, Roseanne was kind of that way where a lot of the characters were just who they were. But then you have some shows that have well-defined character boundaries. But it's it's like Wolf was saying, not a, not a crutch. There were still interesting ideas and character growth. I have a ima- I, I imagine because of Melissa McCarthy, they wrote more highbrow stuff or more intellectual stuff, took it to like a studio, and they're like, "I like the fat people jokes and the slut jokes. Just do more of that and throw in farts if you can." The fart track, of course. The, of course, <laughs> but I just less laugh track, more fart track. <laughs> in fact, if you play enough fart tracks over each other, it sounds like human laughter. It's kind of well, like the rubber chicken principle. Do. Yeah. Do you know the origin of the laugh track? Nope. Oh, I feel like I learned this not too long ago. Probably for me. Stretching maybe. that brain out and showing why I'm really good at Trivial Pursuit. I can't remember his name now, though, so maybe I'm not so good at it. But as a dude in the, I think it was the 50s, when TV was brand new, he pioneered a way to record various laughs from an audience, different tracks, hence the name. I think he had like 10 of them. And it was in a special device he created where you could play those different laughs in different combinations to get unique laughter when you needed it. But what was brilliant, though, is I think he patented his idea or he refused to tell any of the studios how he made the machine, and he only ever had the one machine. So, And back then, all the shows were recorded live. So he would actually make up a fortune, yeah, going from studio to studio working his laugh track machine, refusing to train anybody on it, and getting a premium because he's the only game in town for the laugh track. Yeah, it was Charlie Douglas. There you go. And, like, I think he passed it on to his son, I want to say. But, like, you think of something like laugh tracks. That's gone on for decades of comedy. It's only, like, in the last 10 years where shows have taken away the laugh track. Yeah, it wasn't until the 80s that Rival sound companies started to actually eat into the business. The 80s. That's crazy. So, like, at over 25 years of just, is the 50s and up to the 70s that he just dominated. The only game in town. (laughs) 
So, you know, 25, 30 years of being the only game in town or the most prolific game in town in later years, that's just ridiculous. You don't find that kind of career permanence ever. (laughs) What we need to do, guys, is record 10 fart tracks and find a way (laughs) to copyright and patent a device that can play it on command for laughs. Make it a Twitch Uh extension. Make a fortune, I'm telling you. I... I don't know much about the tech side, but I've got enough recorded to probably make five tracks. <laughs> about ten minutes each. If there's a can of beans, we can do this. What, why a can of beans? Did you make a recording device out of that? or? Oh, because beans make people fart. I just, okay. I don't eat I, beans. No, You don't eat beans? No. I don't mind beans. I just don't eat beans. I don't find myself craving beans. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. I'm not a bean person, save from refried beans. See, we don't have those up in Canada. We don't have, like, the deep fryer to make refried beans. In the entirety of Canada? Yeah. There's not even one? But you guys have Taco Bell. Yeah, we have Taco Bell, but it's all the Arctic tundra up here. We can't grow the crops to grow beans up here. And then to make a deep fryer, you need canola fields, and we can't grow that up here. Oh. Wait, you guys, you you can't, <laughs> you know how to make refried beans, right? Well, you first have to grow the beans. Well, you hey, need... hold on real quick. Is that Polsh? Yes. Uh, have you been, have you been <laughs> recording? Because I'm on minute 22. So Polsh is going to turn on record right now. Yeah, you need to so we can edit you in. Because uh, I think this episode is just going to be, everybody TV should appreciate... Just... I I think the the episode theme should be everybody should now listen to us ramble and appreciate how hard it is for us to stay on a single topic. Yeah. <laughs> us on tangents? No. <laughs> but I mean that's the thing people don't, you know, outside of like streams and even then it's just one of us, you know, talking to the others in chat. Yeah. People don't ever see this side of us. The uh Where where do we start off? Little Shop of Horrors? Little Shop the... of Horrors, yeah. And then Sandra Bullock took up a Canada, good amount of the day. Canola is actually... I love Sandra Bullock. What are those Oh, like things? instant mashed what potatoes. It? it means Canada oil low acid canola. Huh. What, seriously? Yeah, serious. Take that, America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, can't, you can't say that you have no part of canola. Find out that you have every part of canola and then claim that you're proud of canola. We're taking it back, baby. Canola oil is a Canadian invention. Basketball, canola, canola oil, for instant mashed picks. Yeah, canola for life. That is like somebody beating up somebody else for any reason and then finding out that's your son and then saying, you know what? I'm proud of you, boy. Like you can't, you can't do that. Canola is your son, and you are the abusive dad in that situation, sick Jake. I just want you to understand the analogy because I believe Americans created analogy. Uh, also, Jake, refried beans are not deep fried. No, no. they're not. Not at you, all. Now, now you're you just boil crazy. a bu- you boil a pot of pinto beans, mm-hmm. and then if you want to like mash them, you can or throw them in a blender and blend them so that they're more everyone knows mushy paste like. Yeah. You don't even have to yeah, mush them. You, you can just, then you just fry them in the pan to heat them up. That's all you do. Everybody yeah, knows the sick Jake. Yeah, yeah, but you're from the northern, western, southern states. Like, clearly, you don't know how you make <laughs> East Coast. 
refined so East Coast, beef. He's also married to a Mexican woman. So. Yeah, that's you're not an authority. <laughs> the only way to make East Coast refried beans is with canola oil. So check and mate. Yeah, refried beans, isn't it because like what they're called in Spanish or something? When they translate it, it sounds like refried, but it's not has nothing to do you with You don't even use beans. beans. <laughs> I feel like I took that one too far. I feel like people are going to call me on that one. We call it mushy peas, honestly. Deep fried mushy peas. Mushy peas. Yeah. A Canadian delicacy, fried in canola hey, oil. What's holding up those two taco shells, eh? Uh, mushy peas. <laughs> mushy peas and beer, you hoser. Oh, yeah. Tim Hortons. Oh, fuck Tim Hortons. Oh, oh wow, shit. man. he's He's got... That's a deep cut throwing Tim Hortons. In there. We don't like... talk about that kind here. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> Apparently, there's a couple of U.S. states that their favorite restaurant is Tim Hortons. There is not. Okay. I know they exist. They exist there, like in Ohio. We used to be, we used to drive to Florida, you know, before the zombie apocalypse. And we used to enjoy stopping in Ohio. And no offense to anybody who lives there, but nobody ever says they enjoy stopping in Ohio on a drive. But there used to be a Tim Hortons there, and it was the Kenny, last Tim Hortons. if you hear Hortons. this, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to all the uh, Ohio State football fans out there and the other great things that have come from Ohio. I don't need to name them all. You know what they are. Yeah, like Tim Hortons. It's the last Tim Hortons on the way to Florida, and we used to stop there. But Tim Hortons' quality is just tanked so hard. And they're not even owned by a Canadian anymore. It's all a joke. It's like our highways. <laughs> Burger King owns them, actually. Dogs and cats leaving, living together. We're talking about trivia. I, I, I'm proud that I know trivia shit, so thank you. I'm glad my interweb, interwebs work now. We don't have internet in Canada. Or at least in my <laughs> area, we don't. <laughs> the Germans, Germans don't have the internet, or the, uh, the what is it called? The information superhighway. I believe it's just called uh, the Information Autobahn, which I think sounds cooler. <laughs> and there's no speed limits either, so it's right. great. You know, yeah. you can just download no, it as fast yeah. as your computer. No throttling. To all of our German friends out there, Danke. Yeah, and me and Jake, no, we're not. We don't have the internet in Canada. We're just yelling really loudly so you guys can hear us. From your <laughs> oh yeah, hey. Oh, let me Do go. You guys my have window. Chipotle in in Canada. <laughs> Portal? No, we don't have that. We don't have that up here now. Oh man, I would love to order or to to go up and open a, a Chipotle, Canada. That's what it would be called, Chipotle, Canada. Kind of like CSI Miami or any of that. People would just walk in. Yeah. Uh, hey, can I can I get one of those burritos, please? Oh yeah, sure. What kind of mushy peas you want? <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah. You guys have any of that uh, that red hot sauce? Oh yeah, ketchup. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we. At least in my area in Ontario, Mexican restaurants almost don't exist. The only one we got really is Taco Bell. <laughs> they don't qualify. That's not a Mexican restaurant. But that's what we got. <laughs> I will say that I am kind of surprised at the lack of quality in Mexican restaurants in the Pacific Northwest, given the Latin, like just, just the sheer amount of Latin community up here. But that's because apparently... Uh, the wife spoke with one of the better restaurants in the area, and the owner was like, yeah, we, we do what we can, but we don't have all the right ingredients up here, so we just get as close as we can with what we've got. And so then we were like, oh, okay, now it makes sense, but that's a bummer. 
Yeah, I'm sure you can't grow a lot of the stuff in the Pacific Northwest that you would in Mexico. I mean, a lot of the produce we get up here anyway, you look at the packaging and it says it's from California. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I got to use Mushy I'm in Peas. friggin' Labrador, dude. That's the way to go. And then deep fry them. Mushy GPs? M- mushy GPs. Nice. <laughs> I'm not that mushy. I'm just really sentimental. Look, all I'm saying is, is GP in 30 days can change his channel from the therapy couch to his true name, the therapy GPs. I don't understand that joke. No, no, it's, it's okay. <laughs> retro therapy. I, I, so I'm just excited to go back to the retro therapy whenever the hell they're going to let me do that. One day. Me too. It's every time I type in the browser, twitch.tv, the, and it pulls up the, th- the retro therapy and it doesn't resolve, I get so sad. I'm so sad also. I just... I can't no. spell couch. What were you thinking? <laughs> is there a U in that? Yeah, there is. And I believe one of those superfluous uh, GHs and an E at the end. Cooch? Couch. <laughs> Cooch. Couch. Couch. Uh, no, that was yeah, potato. Yeah, it's like the proper spelling of uh, potato. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, where do you fall on the Sandra Bullock uh, discussion? <laughs> Bring it back. Uh, I, I I totally understand the uh, do not travel with her mm-hmm. thing that I heard. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that, no. Uh, unless she, unless she's traveling as Miss Congeniality. Right. Then you follow her to the pits her, of hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it, so. it's Again, it, it's uh, that logical fallacy of like the airplane from the war that comes back and the hole got shot up a whole lot, but it survived. So they're like, we need to reinforce the hole. When really logically you need to say no, you don't because it took a pounding and made it home safely. So it's the same thing with Sandra Bullock. Don't travel with her; all the bad stuff happens. Well, that's true, but she always makes it to where she's going. Yeah, but who else does? Yeah, There's she the doesn't question. make it. She always makes it alone. So really yeah. what you should say is don't <laughs> travel with George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, that said, George Clooney, if you're watching, the Ocean's movies changed my life. I've forgiven you for Batman, and um, your work on South Park is unparalleled. He actually legitimately apologized for the He Batman did, and he legitimately movie. played the voice of that gay darking, uh, barking dog, the dog. on South yeah. Park, which is <laughs> brilliant. They, they credited it as George Clooney as whatever the dog's name is, the, the gay barking dog. And uh, turns out, actually, George Clooney just did a track of barks, and they used it, and I loved it. Wow. <laughs> I know. I love George Clooney. I haven't tried the coffee product that he's trying to sell me yet, but uh, I believe it's good. Before we get off topic too much again. <laughs> First off, what, what is the topic? Don't you dare say we're off topic before I know what the topic is. I'm going to say right now, since like <laughs> we're going to break the fourth wall a little bit here and let the audience know, we didn't have a topic in mind for tonight because Paul's didn't have internet. We had a topic that we ended up throwing out the window, so we just started talking and recording, so I'm pretty sure this is just the off-topic episode. Yeah. Which we should probably do a few of these a year because this is really fun. I, I agree. Also, Sandra Bullock. Um. <laughs> Which, by the way, I hope she feels honored to be a part of this episode. <laughs> yeah. I just I just wanted to bring it up because we were talking about Sandra Bullock. And my brother, my oldest brother, you know, I used to idolize him as a kid because he was the one with the girlfriend. And I never had the girlfriend. Obviously, you don't have a girlfriend and stuff like that. And he, he always had the video games and movies and CDs and stuff. So I was like, this is my, like, my hero. He was just in love with Sandra Bullock so he had a couple posters you know on his resume wall in college and stuff and 
he always referred to her, and I'm pretty sure he would still these days, like to this day, if you bring her up, as Sandra Babelock. Wow. <laughs> Someone was really into uh, Wayne's World, huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> She's a babe. <laughs> Dana Carvey's pretty cute. I just... I'll agree. <laughs> yeah. He's adorable. And that's special. Dana Carvey was saying he based Garth off of, uh, I think it was like a stepbrother or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I think I heard that too. brother-in-law or something. We, he's he said he's the kind of guy that would go in and like the the washing machine is broken, so he go in with like a, a fork and some tape, and he would come out and be like, "Yeah, yeah, I fixed it. It'll it'll never break again." <laughs> <laughs> that sounded more like Cleveland than than Garth, but you know what I'm getting at. How's it going, guys? I got internet back, by the way. Hooray! And the peasants rejoice. Well, now I'm the peasant. Thanks. <laughs> hey, you did it, not me. J- Sorry, GP? Got distra- I got distracted. Okay. <laughs> no, my my wife is camping with her family, and everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. From like spraining her thumb on a hike to our kids getting an infection from mosquito bites because they're allergic to her spare tire not being enough to get home tomorrow. So even she's just texting me now as we record this. Apparently, they left the window rolled down a bit on her car, and while they were eating dinner, a raccoon hopped inside of our Hyundai. <laughs> and obviously, sorry, I didn't. Mean to it didn't laugh, have the keys, wow. so it could, and it probably couldn't operate <laughs> manual. It can't work the stick, so it just scratched the shit out of the front seat of her car. Oh man! And then when they noticed, it scrambled. And scratched the window as it was getting its fat ass out of the side of her car. Uh. I'm telling you, man. Everything that could go wrong does go wrong. The lesson is never go camping in Canada. It's a wild wilderness out here. Yeah, that's why you, you know, make sure that you have your igloo uh, built ahead of time. Always fortify your igloos in Canada. Damn raccoons. They're everywhere. It's true. Oh, they're absolutely brutal. How would Sandra Bullock... Fend off a rabid raccoon with a blindfold. She'll probably yeah, a blindfold <laughs> and probably a vehicle that can't slow down. That would work. Otherwise, the raccoon will get to her. If this raccoon walks fifty steps an hour, oh it's God. gonna explode. Clearly, you have a uh, a solid grasp of what miles per hour means. <laughs> <laughs> right? Steps per hour is a metric thing. Yes. We measure Canada in canola fields wide. <laughs> 355 canola fields wide, Ontario is. True. We're talking about Sandra Bullock. But you guys haven't mentioned Demolition Man, which is like, that's my favorite movie Oh, of hers, God, you're right. Demolition Man. Gosh. You're, okay. Be well, John the Shells. Spartan. The three Be shells. Well, Here's my thing about, okay, of course I've got a thing about it. I love Demolition Man. I feel like they wanted to make Sandra Bullock seem stupid. And Sandra Bullock doesn't look stupid. She looks like the smartest human being on the face of the planet, along with John Mulaney. John Mulaney, if you're watching this, you and I are essentially the same person. And I think if we were in a movie, we could be passable brothers. That said, I will never buy Sandra Bullock as undereducated or ditzy. John Mulaney was in that? 
No, no, no. I'm just saying that John Mulaney looks like a genius all the time. He looks like the smartest person in any room you're going to find. Okay. I do like John Mulaney. I just don't remember him in that movie. No, he's not in that movie. No, he was just... (laughs) My brain is solid. He was making assertions about who, who looks smart. Like a steel trap. It was 1994, <laughs> and my uncle was playing the Super Nintendo. My he uncle just got John tired Lane. of playing Super Mario World. And he saw, flipping through some flyers, <laughs> wow. looking at some coupons of the local cable company. It was 1994, and Rogers Cable was offering up a new service called the Sega Channel. Revolutionary, the flyer promised. And a nine ninety nine a month, why not sign up for it? Clearly, you wrote this out, which I'm impressed by. No. <laughs> that exhaustive research into my mind palace. No. <laughs> you Googled that? No. Because typically when you say mind palace. I'm, well, no, he's been, he's wired in now. He's part of it. I'm very good at bullshitting. That's, that's why my kids, when they turn 18, are going to just give up on me and disown me. Because I'll tell them crazy shit like, when I was your age... We had mushy peas. We had mushy peas, if we were lucky. Otherwise, we would take our used shoes and boil them for 24 hours in a crock pot and serve it up. And Ketchup, if we were lucky. We would walk south to the Americas so we could find some canola oil. <laughs> well, it, it's funny. It, it got to the point where one of their kids' teachers a couple years ago called us, called my wife, and asked, what's up with the shoe story? Because <laughs> apparently my kids believed it. <laughs> Now they believe nothing what I say. I just, Sex Ed's going to suck. Before before we go on to our next tangent, Us? which I'm sure we're about to do. Never. Yeah. Uh, can we title this one Sandra Bullock? Let me stop you right there about tangents, okay? I'm kidding. Yeah, we okay. can totally name it Sandra Bullock. Good with tangents. that. I mean, we don't go on tangents. Or Sandra Bayblock. <laughs> we're laser focused on every topic we do. This is what happens when we don't have prepared notes. Is that what they're called? Well, I mean, like, we did an episode last night, right? Me and Wolf. And it's scary because we went an hour on the messenger just inside baseball for those listening to this episode. We probably could have gone two hours if we went to the spoilers of the plot, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I I didn't have notes. No. I, I did, like, three hours of refresher on the game in the morning, and that was it. I chugged a rock star. Did five jumping backs? <laughs> jumping backs. That's a thing. Wow. Come here, child. How many cops? I must jump on your back. <laughs> 20 push ups. Hopped on a mic and went, you know. <laughs> Wow. One is yeah. all you need, man. <laughs> Have you guys seen Hamilton? Yes. No. <laughs> Should it's I watch amazing. That? <laughs> yes. That's a present, right? It's it's amazing. I you know I <laughs> of course, Wolf and I are the two Americans. I don't know if it'll smack for you guys, but uh, oh, man. Well, I mean, they don't make musicals of prime ministers, right? There's Miranda, <laughs> if you're listening to this, well fucking done, sir. And everybody who's in the cast is amazing. The songs are great and funny and clever but witty and just tremendous. Everybody should watch it. He was on Stephen Colbert, I want to say sometime last year, about you know Hamilton doing Puerto Rico for a couple of weeks. And I heard that. He was he talked about when they went and played it over in the UK. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was like 
people were like, well, I don't know how they're going to receive it over here because they don't know American history. And Lynn was like, we don't know American history. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know a little bit better now, I think, but uh, it's mostly in song form. Well, I love Lynn Miranda. Like, he also did the work on um, Moana, what's it? Moana, which is one of my favorite Disney movies. And that's all his, his writing. That's the thing. Yeah, a lot of the. I thought oh, it was Mona. Oh my god! Shit. No, a, a lot of the Mona. No, Paul. She watched Mona. That we're we're talking about a kids show, not not what you watched. You oh, watched something and much okay, yeah gotcha. different, much more interesting. But no, uh, um, some of the a lot of the actors and actresses from the Disney Plus version of Hamilton are from other uh, other things that you might have seen, especially with Disney. Uh, I think the guy who plays King George, who is hilarious was from frozen yeah he was Kristoff. i want to say yeah i think that's right and he nailed king george in that yeah for 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 being on screen for like four minutes he yeah, stole the show he <laughs> he was just hilarious so he's mclovin is what you're talking there, about yeah okay. there are subreddits just about his spit from singing and well, you have to see it but it's really it's it's a worthwhile two and a half hours um we watched it it was the first thing that we had seen in our new like theater setup uh, that wasn't something we had already seen. It was the first brand new show that we had seen, uh, and man, I tell you what, just it was it was great, it was fantastic, and I've always loved American musical theater. I shouldn't say that. I've just loved musical theater. Um, sure, I hate jazz, love theater. I, I see where you lie. But no, like there's something about theater that like will steal my breath, and there were a number of times watching Hamilton where I I caught myself like choked up not necessarily emotionally although there's plenty of emotion in hamilton but just like i couldn't breathe because of how amazing the song was or the performance or just how concisely perfect um things were were stated it was it was tremendous i'm gonna watch it again you couldn't breathe because of watching hamilton i thought it was because you have cystic fibrosis you lied to me (laughs) i think you killed him would you like to know why I can't breathe now, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my canola? That's the only thing that's going to fix this. Oh, my beautiful Canadian canola. Lubricates the uh, the airways. I bought DuckTales today. Which one? First one, 20 bucks. It's nice. Like NES? Ooh. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's okay. clean. It's nice. Yeah, very happy with it. I, I was like... Do you like the the TV series on DVD, the new TV series, the movie? I should have I should have clarified. No, I, I bought the bought the game. Then you said the first one, and I was like, all right. So that narrows it down to the original movie, the original <laughs> series, or the first game yeah, on NES. Original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that still gets me with the NES games. They're Disney. They're great games. No child can play those. <laughs> They're way too hard. Like Chip and Dale, co-op. Almost led to a divorce for my wife and I. It's so difficult. Like, there's no way. Chippendale is easier single player. I don't think I've ever successfully yeah. gotten more than about two thirds through the game on two player. Do you know why they did that? Do you know why they did that with with co op though? Made it needlessly difficult. Here's why. Chippendale, obviously named after Chippendale's dancers, the strippers, right? Of course. Which is easier? Which is which is better for a marriage? Going to Chippendales on your own, where you can just live and sit in your shame, or going as a couple. You don't do Chippendales anything as a couple. It's not a good idea. Speaking of not doing things as a couple, here's something interesting. Um, 
the wife and I went out to our sushi place last night. They're doing the social distancing thing. So, you know, every other table is not being used and so forth. And uh, the every other table that was next to us had one of the tenants in the property she works at, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got like five kids. He, <laughs> he was there all by himself just enjoying a meal. Ooh, yeah. And and my wife was like, that's really weird. And I was like, you know, maybe it's his weekly me time. You know, right? five kids? I imagine to keep the relationship alive and to, like, to make sure that every single family member makes it to the end of the day, sometimes one of the parents needs some me time. Well, yeah. I'm telling you, as a married man of 10 years with two kids, there's <laughs> a reason my office has a lock in the door and we do a podcast every week. is that all i am to you jake is uh time away from the wife and kids you're yeah you're just my little plaything. no you're his cash cow (laughs) i then i owe him some money i am so sorry for under (laughs) under delivering on literally literally all of that um but you know okay next time we do one of these non-video game uh podcasts i'm gonna have a list of which is worse and we can discuss those here's what made me think of that which is worse Going to a sit-down restaurant and eating by yourself or going to a movie and sitting there by yourself? Oh, that's easy. Both have stigmas. I think either is perfectly okay. I've done plenty of both. But uh, apparently people will judge you if you're alone at either of those two places. Which one's worse? Go. Well, okay. Restaurant. If I can say something. So I used to go to movies on my own because I was a nerd in high school. And I remember the first time I went to see Lord of the Rings, I went mm-hmm. by myself. Second row, because I was that kind of fan. But the row in front of me had six friends. And as they're watching the movie, they would not shut up. And one of them, no lie, unfurls a giant map of Middle Earth. And we're pointing out all the factual differences that were in the movie. It got to the point where me, somebody going to the movie by themselves, was truly the coolest person in the room. So, obviously, <laughs> eating alone at a restaurant, that's worse. <laughs> okay, okay. Which, I, yeah. Now I, if it's like a fast food restaurant, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It no, 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 like matter. a sit-down restaurant. Like, you go and you sit down, it takes time, somebody gives you a menu, cool. you don't stand in line anywhere. That's a little bit more awkward, but, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just not used to going anywhere with friends, because, like, if I'm going to go out to eat, it's usually because it's a mm-hmm. social thing. So, but, like... Yeah, if if someone goes to a movie by themselves, I'm like, screw it. That's nothing. That's no different to me than going and watching something on Netflix by yourself, which is stupid logic. Well, yeah, like, you, do it, you ever but... just eat at home? Like, you make some spaghetti and go and sit down by yourself and eat it? Like, I don't know. I again, I've never got the whole da- stigma daily. about any of it. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I and maybe it's because I'm a little too dense, um, or maybe it's because I'm so egocentric that my ego accompanies me. And I still think that I am in good company. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm just, werewolf, what do you think? Which is worse? So I have done both of these things once each in my lifetime. Only once? (laughs) Yes. And I remember both of the times pretty clearly. The eating alone at a restaurant was on my way driving to Florida from California. And there was a tropical storm and it was not letting up. So finally I decided, all right, I'm hungry. I'm going to give myself a break from driving in the rain, 
pulled over to Waffle House and ate. The experience was fine. The food was decent. Nothing to write home about, but I didn't have a bad time. It was fine. Okay. Now, the movie theater experience was, I wanted to see The Weatherman with Nicolas Cage. Didn't think anybody oh, else I know wanted to see oh, it. God. So I went and saw it by myself. Also a fine experience. Didn't bother me any, except <laughs> here's the kicker. It's the one and only time I've ever gone to a movie where other patrons at the theater decided I needed to be spoken to. And, like a sympathy it was, it, thing? Okay. Like, you looked lonely? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I don't think I was sad. I don't think I looked sad. I was just there to see a movie. And other people decided to have conversation with me. And I was... <laughs> like, I didn't want to be mean because they weren't just... They were being nice enough about it. They weren't trying to talk over the movie or being obnoxious or anything like that. I feel like they felt like I needed to be included. God. So, <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, there's an air about me to that extent for some reason. Because when I started a new high school in Vegas as a teenager, the school nurse for my initial registering at the school, the one thing she told me was, join a club. So, <laughs> I guess I just look lonely. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to ask you right now. I need to ask you now, were you wearing that hat? <laughs> what hat? I rest my case, Your Honor. I, I would have told that school nurse the same thing I would have told that, that that couple in the movie theater. You need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just saying, going to a theater by yourself is good enough for Paul Rubens? Good oh, enough God. for me. Oh. <laughs> Do you think he has that problem when he went to the movies? People thinking he needs to be talked to. He does now. <laughs> now. Yeah. He gets arrested now. It's like, no, I came here with my left. No. That's a guy who kind of made a comeback from his uh, stigma. Well, you look at celebrity scandals now versus, was it 20 years now? He's a, he's a, the Vatican's going to make him the next patron saint of masturbation. That's how less of an issue it is these days. <laughs> Which, and I would love to lose that title so he can have it. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, yeah, if you were to say, oh, my God, did you hear about the Paul Rubin sex scandal? <gasps> Who's he having sex with? Himself. <gasps> oh, yeah, no one cares. No one cares. My pearls. No one cares. So I, 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 was, I, I was raised by my stepfather, who was a dirty comedian. Like, my, my biological father was not super in the picture. My mom, obviously, was. My stepfather was a dirty comedian. So, you know, when, when the news of this came out, he didn't think any less of Paul Rubens, but he thought it was hilarious that that's right. what he got in trouble for, of all things. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a big oof right there. Okay, yeah. so Paul Rubens, if, if you're listening, thank you for your work under the name Paul Mall in Flight of the Navigator. It, uh, it defined my childhood, so thank you for that. But was he in that? Yeah, he was. I was just going to say thank you for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was the voice of uh, Matt. Kill him a lot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. I just know he was in Mystery Men and Pee Wee Herman. I still watch Pee Wee Herman to this day. I love that. There's a point where he goes kind of wild and he actually does the whole ha 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 ha. Yeah. Oh. I I mixed all the uh, complaints. We we actually watched that not too long ago on Disney Plus, and while we were watching it, I love that show. He he started doing that voice, and she was like, "Wow." 
my wife, she's like, that's really annoying. I was like, that's Pee Wee Herman doing the voice. She's like, oh, well, it's still annoying, but. (laughs) (laughs) See, I've been exposing my kids to 80s movies and my wife, too, because she's five years younger than me and she hasn't seen any of this crap. So I've been making them watch, like, The Wizard and and Mob Squad and all this stuff. Legend. They walked out on Masters of the Universe. They hate me so much. But yeah, oh. The Flight of the Navigator is a good one. I got to make them watch that one. Yeah, it's on Disney+. Plus. It's a short movie. Like, growing up, I would have thought that that movie was two and a half hours long. And most of the yeah. time, they're in the spaceship. And it's like this, you know, really great relationship that lasted forever. But to go back and watch it, because, you know, things are different when you're an adult than, you know, when you're a kid. If you go back and watch those things, he's in the spaceship for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, Max that is? is crazy for like 10 and then it's over, but it still emotionally fucks you up anyways. Also, Sarah Jessica Parker was in it. This is true. Yeah. And people got mad at her. Sorry, uh, tangents. People got mad at Sarah Jessica Parker because Flight of the Navigator has like this fan base, right? Like it's a, a cult thing from everybody's childhood. So they interviewed her and they're like, what did you love about the script? What made you sign on for it? And she was like, I was a young actress and needed a paycheck. That's it. Yeah. I don't really remember much of it. And everybody was like, well, how fucking dare you? Which I side with Sarah Jessica Parker. It's not like she had the... It's, it wasn't the most iconic role. It wasn't the most pivotal role in the movie by any means. It was... She was a character in the movie. <laughs> it was, yeah. she, was su- she was supporting cast and only tangentially related to the main story. Right. and But also think about that, like... You're you're a, a young woman who's trying to, or anybody trying to make it into Hollywood, and Disney approaches you and offers you a role. You know, like yeah. if I were in that, so yeah. What are you gonna say? What what did I love? Why did I need to make janitor number two come alive from this script? <laughs> no, it was a paycheck. I'm trying to get a name, of course. Which, by the way, if anybody out there needs a second janitor in a show, let me know. I can do that. Isn't that what uh, dude, the new Batman from? twilight movies did he was just like it's a paycheck i don't miss it and he's just like i got i got a paycheck because <laughs> he's from what i understand that's what he's like he's just like uh, i'm still yeah, upset he, very he upset about twilight yeah can we talk about that for a second i haven't I've seen never it. seen it we can Thankfully. talk about it but i have no action yeah i have no experience but i'll make fun of it all, all like I... mr sparkly vampire uh, he's he's an okay but Bruce Wayne? Really? Him? What gets me is the idea for that movie, what it should have been, is there's a great cartoon called Batman fucking Beyond. And he would be great Mm. as Terry McGinnis, as the new Batman, and then you have a better actor as Bruce Wayne. He's a very talented actor. Absolutely. He's too old for Terry, though, is the thing, because Terry's a kid. Yeah. They could move it around a bit. Yeah, they could do that. And and getting Michael Keaton to be Batman again. Oh, that'd be so good. And Bruce Wayne again. There you go. I love Michael Keaton. I can't. We'll have to have a completely different discussion about the DC stuff that's happening. If I had known this is where this was going to end up, I would have brought up DC at the beginning of the show. So I've got, <laughs> I got, I got three hours I could fill just about the Snyder cut. I saw an article today that said that they're doing a a Gotham PD yes uh, show for HBO or Showtime to go to run with. aside with the Batman the the Pattinson Batman film. And that's great because of who they cast for um, 
uh, not Alfred, sorry, who they cast for... Um, Commissioner Gordon? Commissioner Gordon, yeah. All I could think of was Gary Oldman. <laughs> he's <laughs> but, good. Uh, he, no, he's fantastic. Um, forgive me, I can't think of the actor's name, but I know him from Westworld and a few things prior to that, and he's genius, and he's going to do great. I had the idea years and years, probably about 10 years ago, for basically CSI Gotham, and I had wished that is what Gotham would have been. You know, you basically just have these great characters in the Gotham PD, and then Batman from time to time will show up, or they're, you know, doing cases that Batman's also in on. Whatever, but yeah. I didn't hear that, but that would be cool. Jeffrey Wright is going to be the is gonna be Gordon in the Batman? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so Jeffrey Wright, thank you. He's brilliant. He's a great actor. Did you see Casino Royale? Yes, he was... yes, he was the American Bond yeah. movie. I want to say... Oh, interesting. Yeah, he was the crazy one in Hunger Games, right? Yeah. I didn't yeah, see him, so I don't know. I like him. Yeah. So. I did like him in Westworld also. Yeah, he was he was wonderful. Um, to hold your own next to Anthony Hopkins, which he very much did, uh, I, I think mm-hmm. speaks volumes of him. Because, I, I mean, I love Anthony Hopkins very much. Anthony Hopkins, if you're listening to this... <laughs> All big fans of the podcast at Press B. I loved you in Magic, Anthony Hopkins. There you go. Uh, everything. Elephant Man was great. <laughs> Wait, what? Was that a laugh or were you doing the uh, sound of the Elephant Man? Notable <laughs> comedy. The Elephant Man. <laughs> and of course, silence. What, what that's silence too far, really? Everything we discussed for the last 55 minutes, the Elephant Man joke is too far. <laughs> yes, how dare you? Too close to home. He's mad at you for not knowing your Canadian heritage with canola. Yeah, I'm I'm amazed at this steep fact. Like I you don't understand. I'm good at Trivia Pursuit. We we should do a community games day so I can fuck you all up with Trivial Pursuit. Because I got issues to get out of my system. Yeah, as long as as long as we don't hear let me oh I know that. It's <laughs> not <laughs> my mind palace of trivia. We'd have to do it at least on camera for each other so that we know we're not cheating. Incredible flex. <laughs> Say all you want about me not knowing anything about canola, but I can't wait for us all to play Trivial Pursuit so I can kick your fucking ass. <laughs> oh shit. Well that that's good. That's going to access Jake's uh thug side is uh <laughs> Trivial Pursuit. I love it. I think this is the audiogram right here. <laughs> I mean, I'm down to do a Trivial Pursuit thing. A 90% Sandra Bullock episode, and we're going to talk Trivial Pursuit for the audiogram? Look, I, I'm Welcome telling right. you, I was so hyped when IQ first came out, that on that mobile game, we could play trivia for money. Like, it's, I'm amazing at trivia. I'm so good at useless knowledge that doesn't mean no good. Like, I could have been a geography major. Do you no. watch Jeopardy? <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't had cable in 10 years because I'm that Did you that used guy. to watch Jeopardy? I, I totally used to. Okay. I used to watch with my dad. And my mom once in a while, and I was just like, yeah, Tom Hanks. He's delightful. Sandra Bullock, of course. When when Pulse109 had told me he found an app that pays him for watching porn. And I was like, what? Also, by the way, Pulse, thank what? you for bankrolling this entire show and for buying my new house. I appreciate you. Dude, dude, that's, that's – I mean, you're welcome, but you could have reminded me about that app because I've been doing it for free now, and now I'm broke. Paul Rubens presents Pouring Q on iOS and Android. Did you hear did you hear today I was playing it earlier today? There's a Tetris game now, like HQ, where you can play and you can win money. I did not what? know. 
Yeah, it's but the only problem with like I love Tetris. I'm always messing around Tetris. But it's only touch controls. My first thought was, well, how can I cheese this with the controller? Because <laughs> I hate <laughs> touch controls. But they don't support it. But, yeah, it's it's hilarious. It just started up this week. And it's like eh, not a lot of money. But right, if course. you can survive long enough in your, your tier, you get like five bucks or something. If you're a grandmaster, you can get up to 5000 or something ridiculous. Or, no, 500 wow. bucks. But it's, it's cool as shit. I love that stuff. Like I was just saying the other day, there hasn't been a mobile game I've been excited for, I think, years like, I haven't played a game on my phone in so long. And then I say that, and then Tetris drops. And I'm like, this is amazing. Oh, I get it. Tetris, Tetris drops. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's that quit wit I'm known for here in Canada. I started staying away from mobile games just because, one, it would just kill the bone. The, the phone, phone, uh, the battery on my phone. <laughs> Fuck, I can't talk. It would just kill the battery on my phone. So I was always having to be charging my phone. And... You know, I found myself just wasting so much time with a game that was designed to waste time. That and and sink money, which I <laughs> came away from. I was like, oh, I I can't. I had to stop. And I don't think I've touched a mobile game since. I've tried a couple, but none of them ever work for me. I'm just like, eh, it's not fun. I. I've got a bad habit of like killing time without realizing it. So when I can cut it, cut it into my life, I will. But the only time I've ever been successful is with my phone. I'm like, that's the cutoff. I won't have games. When I first got like my my smartphone, I I, I dabbled in it a little bit, and then I was like, okay, no, I don't really care for this. So this is the only time where I'm always like, nope. That's like the hard line is never have a have a game on my phone. See, like I'm a big. I'm a big critic of games that don't respect the player's time, which is why I'd like to announce to our listening audience that I am a Warframe partner starting next month, and you should all get that game. It's free to play. Congrats. That's wonderful. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah. yeah. Seriously? No. I was going to oh, say. Shit. Well, never mind then. I, I love Warframe. To... That's a grind fest. And it respects nobody's time. <laughs> <laughs> Still a great game, though. That's like the first time I've heard you say that saying though that you you hate games that don't respect the game the player's well, time but I'm like, i stand no, by it you play a lot of games yeah <laughs> i'm a hypocrite yeah, that's not new exactly okay 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 perfect as long as you admit yeah, it yeah no, I'm, I'm good with it but same. okay so this is, this is why i can't play <laughs> role-playing games anymore i've tried I, like watching gp go through final fantasy one and two i want to go back and play those games but i'm not even with the fast forward on emulators i'm not going to do that i can't do that much fighting in combat like it's who has time for that? I can't do that. What am I going to stream on Twitch? They offer cheat codes. Cheat codes. Okay, well hold hold on. Game genie. <laughs> you can't be like. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. You can be whatever you want to be like. I support you. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I'm I'm at uh, an hour and five minutes. I don't know how everybody else is doing. I have to get food. I'm starving. <laughs> the man needs mushy peas and canola oil. Okay, we can't hold him up. I'm going to go binge some Sandra Bullock. GP, where can people find you? Well, yeah, I'm on twitch.tv slash the therapy couch. I'm on press B to cancel. Or you can find me as the retro therapy on YouTube or Instagram or Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys want to keep going, keep going. I had a blast doing this. I'm going to make up that list of which is worse. And uh, love you. Paul's glad you're able to make it. <laughs> 
without getting into another tangent, we probably should wrap it up. So, Paul, where can people find you? You'll be back uh, here. I'll be back. Baby, come back. There's a baby. He's going to podcast every day, but he's bored because he just can't get on internet. Wait, <laughs> what the hell is happening right now? You guys know in. David Bowie did the baby have, sounds I... in that uh, Dance Magic song? I did not, but I believe it. Wow. Just. No, I want to watch. Had to throw in one last tangent. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have a David Bowie episode. Don't worry about it. We should actually. I could talk to David Bowie. I love David Bowie. He's delightful. We'll tell you nothing to do with David Bowie. I'll even do David Bowie makeup uh, if we can film it. There's a reason to film it. Yeah, I'll do the the Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Wolf, if you did a band with David Bowie, what would your stage name be? And where can folks find you? <laughs> well, you put me on the spot. I don't know. I've never thought about a stage name. You cut me off. I'm Pulse 109. You can find me at twitch.tv slash P-A-L-S-H 109. Okay, go for it. That, that was your thinking time, Wolf. Get to it. Well, if it uh, no. No stage name. But uh, you can find me pretty much just here on Twitter for now. Eventually, I will be back to streaming. We'll We'll see how this whole pandemic affects schooling to determine when I get to start. But that's that. Werewolf's going back to school, bitches. Little known fact, the Canadian Constitution has a section that was added in 2010 or so that enables Tom Hanks to automatically gain the role of Prime Minister of Canada if he wishes. We have a Constitution? I thought that was an American thing. At least until, you know, once COVID wears off, it comes back. And I'm Sick Jake. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at S-I-C-J-A-K-E or on Zelda Done Whenever because this episode will air in August, probably, and I will still be playing that goddamn Link Between Worlds. <laughs> this has been Press B to cancel. Warframe. Thank you for listening. Sandra Bullock. Canola oil. Special thanks for music. Go to Arthur the Ancient, found on SoundCloud, or The Last Ancient on YouTube. For more episodes, please visit our website, pressbtocancel.com. As well, feel free to like or subscribe at Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been... Press B to cancel. Thank <laughs> you.